Thank you for listening to this talk produced by the Art Gallery of South Australia. Hi everyone and welcome again to our artist talks. I'm sitting here with the wonderful Angelina Caradada Buna and I'd just like to acknowledge that we're here on the lands of the Ghana people and we'd like to pay our respect and acknowledge their presence and their ongoing commitment to ensuring that this land is safe and well for the future generations of Ghana people. Thank you so much for joining us, Angelina. You've come a long way to be with us. Do you want to share with the audience where, where you live, where you come from? I come from Kalambaru, northeast Kimberley. It's a very remote community. I've lived there all my life. My, my parents are not from Kalambaru, but they're from different, different um, homelands. My mother come from Hunter River, that's near Mitchell Plateau. My father come from Cable Day, that's near the Truscott area. When they moved from their own country when they were young, they traveled to Columbia. And they stayed there at Columbia. Um, they had us. I was born in Columbia, so my mother done one dinner painting, and so did my father. My father done um, spearheads. Boomerangs, did you do? And my mum done the one genre painting. Ever since she started, I was I was very small at that time. But I was watching her doing her painting. And I I learned from there. She took me out bush collecting bush material stuff. For instance, the baby cradle. The baby cradle name is the Namarka, we call it the Namarka, the bush cradle. And the Kulaman, she does the Kulaman, and she she has painted one you know, all her life, and that's where I I started learning. At first, it was difficult for me to paint and to create the the pigments, different pigments on the ochre, and to collect the ochres is very, very hard. The weather up north is, the heat is very extreme, so you have to be careful when you walk to collect the ochre. It's, it's a distant walking. You have to have a vehicle to go and collect it. And the bush material, you'll have to collect the bush material with with a car, you have to collect it. The bush bark to create your to create our namarka and our bush bucket. The the bush namarka, the cradle. It's, 
is for carrying the baby. So you have a large one. You make a large. My mom used to make a large one and carried me in the cradle when I was a baby. And the namarka is for collecting bush food for berries like the kolangi and the blackberry. We collect it from, from the tree or down on the ground when it falls. And we separate all the grass, put the berry in the namarka and get the bush grapevine to, for the flavor, to boost the flavor from the fruit. You, you gotta cook it down to the ground, so you gotta dig a ground down. Put the, put the bark there with all the berries, then you put the vine, bush vine, then you get leaves, then you put steam rocks, then you cover it with another namarka. So you bury it, you leave it for about one hour when it comes out. It smells beautiful and it's good to eat. Yeah. That sounds delicious. <laughs> and yeah, she, she she taught me how to she taught me how to paint the Wangina. She she told me all the stories behind the Wangina. So I mainly grew up around Wangina painting. Thank you. And your mum and your father both have work in the collection here at the Art Gallery from a long time ago, I think maybe the 1970s, that work. So your mum's Lily Caradada? Yes. And your father? Jack. Jack, yeah. yeah. So you come from really famous artists. <laughs> and, you know, the work that you create the Wanjana emerging here is so powerful. I haven't seen the full figure like this. Do you want to tell us a little bit about how, how you make this work? To create this Wanjana, I, I, I first I had to ask my mum for what does it really, what does this one, you know, really represent? So she told me, it's, it's, it's our dreaming, it's our God. We believe in the one, you know, it brought us rain, brought us every, every bush materials and food and everything. So I, I, I thought to myself, well, um, if it's, if he's the rainmaker, well, I will do one that's, that's the one you know coming from the clouds. I wanted to create that. So I done the, the other one behind you, this very faded. Started with that one. It's the emerging one you know that's coming out from the clouds, coming to my people, or my people. They got scared when they saw the one you know about the clouds. But they he told them, oh, don't be scared, I'm here to protect. So he, till today, still protects us. And, and it's amazing how we 
I mean, I'm, I'm amazed about all the stories that my aunt, my mom, my dad told me about the Wanjina, and so it's other relatives that told me stories about the Wanjina. And you can tell that you've listened really carefully because these works are really incredible. The power that's emanating from the Wanjina figure is really, you know, coming forth when we're here together in this room. You can feel that energy, that life force. And also within your culture, the Wanjina is also painted within, in the undercrofts in, on the, like, as rock art, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So when you when you travel you travel to our homeland, you, you go to the the sacred sites and you can see all the wonders, all the artwork on the cave face. And there's this this one you know here is like the weather the the weather. When it's when the rain comes in, it sets in. The water drips down on the rocks, and it make the paints fade. So the so our traditional owners got to go and um, paint it, redo it again because of the weather. The the weather you have dry weather, um, wet weather. When it's um, Time to burn the grass. We 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 try and avoid the the, the, the fire to come to the to the um, site, so it doesn't damage the, the rock art. That's the, the the rock art is for future generation to see what the ancestors has done caves and. These works are on paper. They're really large pieces of paper, actually. <laughs> it's a, not easy to work with a really large pieces of paper. <laughs> it's very, very hard. Um, it's difficult. It's difficult to paint on paper. You gotta make the circle. So you, you get to shift the papers around and, um, yeah, it's very hard to work on paper. But the surface, the texture of the paper as well as the texture of the earth pigment of the ochre is, is really rich and beautiful. So you get that sense almost of the rock more than on canvas for me. It's mm -hmm. like, yeah, there's a different sensibility about the medium. Did you... When you, when you made these works, did you have to work in a different way with the... Ochre. How did, do you want to explain to us how, how, what you work with the ochre itself? Do you want to explain how, how what you mix it with so it will stick? Mm. So, with the, with um, this one here behind me, I use a, I use a, a gum. From the blood, um, from the um, white gum tree, I used the gum for that to mix the ochre to make it more darker. So, as you can see in the back, that's 
the gum and the alka mix. And the the faded the faded ochre, I I just put a little drop of the gum, the liquid to mix to make the other color, the background color to to make the one um come out more. And the so you get I have I have different ochres on my painting. This one is from the Sapporo ochre I I use. I collect from the beach, and I make, I have to shift it to make it so fine. The Sapporo ochre is it, it sticks to your skin or to the papers, and it's very hard to get out from your skin. You can scrub your skin. I mean, scrub it properly. The ochres. The freshwater one is is. It's white, huh? a bit white. So if I'm, I mix it with the bloodwood, the gum, it comes a different color, like the other one over there on the side. It's like a bluish color. But that's the mixture of the red gum. And Angelina, with, with, is there are some salt water and some uh, fresh water on these particular works? Is there? Yes. Do you want to explain that part of it to us? Yes. The big, the the darker colours are the these colours here. This one is salt water. So I made the background a bit light, and the dots I made it just in between. So I mixed it with the with the gum, so you can see various colors there. So it's come from the light right back to the dark color on the on the one Gina. And the freshwater one is right behind, it's so light you can't see it. So there's just different constructs there. Yeah, yeah. And I thought I'd just recall a story of when I first met you <laughs> it was a few years ago, maybe three years ago, and um, we were both up in Yakala in northeast Arnhem Land, and you were there as the art worker leading with some of the other people who were artists working at Kalambaru through Kira Kiro artists. Um, um, that was Moan Jim Arts. Yes, okay. I was the only one from Kirikara, so they chose us to, they chose me to go and see how your colour cut barks. And it's the same way how we, how, how we cut the bark too, so yeah, and prepare the bark is the same way. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, there's no difference there. So it was like a professional development opportunity through, was it through Anchor? Or, anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it was just a, a chance for you to go and mix with the artists at Bukulange Malka and just compare ideas and skills about collecting bark for making bark paintings, but also using bark for the special carriers that you were talking earlier mm. about. Yes, they, 
they showed me um, a different technique to hang a, a bark painting. And I've tried it, but my thumb kept on being in the way every time I press. It's always getting in the way, and I said, no, this is a man's job. Yeah. I'll do the painting, you do the pressing, how you hang the arts up in the gallery. Yeah. So, yeah, that wasn't for me, I told them. But I would, I, I would love to learn and go back to my community and give some ideas to my workers. So yeah, that, that will be the next step. That will be next year. So I'm hoping that I will need some emerging artists to work on the park. And, and I think that in the last few years, you, you, were, you were telling me that you've been concentrating more on being an artist as opposed to the, the role that you had as full-time art worker. Is, is that right, that you're doing more of your own work as an artist now? Yes, yes. Um, I'm on demand, so it's um, very, very, you know, I've got to be on the ball, so yes. So I'm going to do all this here next year again, all the imaging one units. So as, as an um, artist, I, I like to see all my artwork um, my aim is to present my artwork to Telstra. I hope they accept it. Congratulations on this incredible body of work, Angelina. Thank you. We're, we're very, very happy to have you here telling us about your work and some of the stories and also to see this body of work that you've created um, for Tarnandee. Um, what did you think when you came in and saw your work in amongst, you know, here all together in this space? I was, I was like, ah, oh, yes, you know, <laughs> finally my boys are here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Adelaide. <laughs> I would like to thank the traditional owners of this country for inviting us to Adelaide, and I'd like to thank the mayor of Adelaide, and I'd like to thank the Tanandi, thanking you very much for making this possible for us to travel from WA to Adelaide. I thank you very much.